This radio show is a paid placement. It's time for Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Your retirement coaches at Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Alan and Troy's team helps with the X's and O's of your financial plan, helping to make sure you have the winning playbook before the clock runs out on your working years. So let's drop the puck, break the huddle, and tip things off. This is Retirement 360 with Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Hey there, this is Retirement 360. I have a couple of financial advisors from Mercurio Wealth Advisors and Studio Alan and Troy, and of course, we're going to talk about money. And the whole point of this show is to get you ready for retirement, to get you to retirement and to get you through retirement. And the main goal most people have is not running out of money. But we we talk about all kinds of other things on the show, Uh, you know, income planning, taxes, healthcare costs. But uh, today, the focus is going to be on inflation. Before we get into all the hot and heavy stuff, guys, uh, welcome back to the show. And how was your mid-year event? Thank you for welcoming us in, and it was great. This is Alan. I, you know, we we just did our what we were actually tagging as our mid year review for all of our clients, and we ended up inviting, you know, them to bring somebody, uh, somebody that they thought might need some assistance with their planning, and then we at the last minute kind of opened it up to some uh, just folks on the street, and we had a great showing. Over two hundred people showed up, and you know, we had a. Uh, very inspiring speech by our chief investment officer. He was talking about where the market's been, where it is now, where he thinks it's going. And really, it turned out to be more of a, a strategy session for the balance of the year. And I think that was the main message that we ended up getting across is that, you know, just because, you know, things are where they are right now doesn't mean that you have to kind of sit and not do anything. There are things that you can be doing to take, you know, make an opportunity out of this. And I think that's where that's the message that we wanted to display and wanted to get across was, you know, the, the same message that Warren Buffett talks about all the time is that when, when others are fearful, be greedy, when others are greedy, be fearful. So it's time to be a little, a little greedy and look for opportunities. Yeah. Alan and I have been talking about this for the past couple months, really um, using our, not necessarily our reviews. We've kind of been changing the name of those to more of a strategic or tactical meeting because when we've been meeting with our clients over the past couple of months, the market's been crazy. We all know that. But the main goal with those meetings is to update their plan and make sure it's still on track. And for everybody that we've met with, their plan is still on track with all this volatility that's going on. And that was our main message with this event is really just knowing what's going on. And Tom talked about one really important thing at time in the market is better than trying to time the market. That was one of the big things that he hit on. So it's just talking to our clients, them getting the perspective of an industry insider. Really a lot of people don't, the individual investor usually doesn't get that perspective unless they read it on market watch or some other outlet like that. But we were able to bring over 200 people into this environment where they could hear an industry insider talk about what he's looking at, where why we are where we're at and what we see going forward. So it was a really good event. And I feel like a lot of people really benefited from what we talked about. Well, I'm I'm glad to hear it was more than just a pep talk because I know how I'm doing. The guy listening is probably going through something similar in the fact that we're all dealing with inflation. The stock market's going in the wrong direction. We're pretty much in a recession. And so, it, you know, there's got to be a few things that people need to be changing, some behaviors or some investments. What, what kind of moves are y'all doing different over there since, you know, this first year, the first half of the year has turned out uh, so poorly? Well, I think the, the key part is, is that as we're watching the market drop and when you start thinking about where everything has has been over the last six months, some of the big players, some of the big names like Google and Apple and Netflix have dropped so much and we want to build cash in our portfolio as we can. So as if you, and we've done this a long time ago, we switched over to dealing with a more of a dividend type strategy. So rather than have those dividends reinvest, we're building cash in the portfolio. So as we build that cash in the portfolios, it's kind of giving us some dry powder. So when we start to see the uh, bottom emerge on, on this and we start to feel like we're going to turn in the other direction, hopefully we can buy a lot of things at, at a bargain basement price and maybe get back some of that growth or get back some of the, those losses really quickly. 
quickly as this market bounces a little bit. You know, we're not trying to figure out when that's going to be. We're not saying what that date's going to be or anything like that, but that's one of the things we're doing to prepare. Yeah. The bottom line is when we look at, if you look at somebody that's probably 25 years out from retirement, like myself, um, 40 years old, I'm still, I'm still very aggressive in my portfolio because now is the time to really dump money in because things are on sale. So for myself, I know a lot of people have the tendency to pull back when the markets are kind of volatile like this. Um, myself, my perspective is if you're that far out from retirement, put more in, dump more in. If you have your emergency accounts built up to where they have three to six months of expenses in those accounts, in case we do hit really hard times, you have that money to um, kind of survive on. But Taking advantage of that dollar cost averaging is really what we need to do if you have a long-term outlet or long-term until you retire. Now, if you're five to 10 years out from retirement, yeah, then we can refer to the plan. And that's where mm -hmm. we've been setting with our clients to make sure that their plan is on track. And that's one thing I say, if you don't have a plan, if you are sitting there, you have a lot of investments, but you don't know where your income's coming from. You don't know how much you're going to have to pay in taxes when you start taking this money out. If you don't have a written income plan, let's sit down and review it. Let's look at everything and make sure that all this volatility isn't going to kill your retirement date. All right. This is Troy Bolton, Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. And let's go ahead and get into the news here because the painful thing is inflation. Inflation's still raging. It's on fire. It turns out it wasn't, what was the word they were using? Transitory for a while. It's here. Mm -hmm. and, then yeah. I, and then I just saw a survey this week, guys, that says, uh, this is from the Bank of Montreal, 25% of Americans have delayed retirement due to inflation. Have you seen, Troy, have you seen someone delay retirement because of this inflation? To be honest, I've seen people speed it up. I've seen people want to retire a little quicker because of that. Now, I have had people come back in that we met with maybe a year or two ago. Maybe they didn't become clients at that point, and they wanted to recheck things. I mean, if you think about where we were last year, the market was still doing very good. We were about two years into a extreme market increase with a lot of um, extra money being dumped into the market. And now, Advisors like myself and Alan have been preaching over the past couple of years that, you know, at some point this is going to come to a head and this year it has. So what I've seen is a lot of people just coming back in to make sure that they still can retire based on everything that's going on. Alan, are you seeing anyone delay retirement? Actually, I haven't seen anybody re delay it again. Uh, as Troy said, what, what I've experienced is the same is that when we've when we've met with clients to do their reviews, and we're, what we're doing is we're pumping up inflation in their plan. We're lowering their rate of return to see if their plan is still successful. And that every one of them that I've done and went back through has been still spot on. I mean, maybe they, they're down a few thousand dollars at age 100 or something like that, but they're still uh, still have a successful plan built. And that's what we're you know focused on is making sure those plans stay solid, stay uh, solvent. And, uh, and, you know, don't see the losses there, but would you, well, going back to our planning, what you just said, when we use lower averages, rate, lower average rates of return, we also look at the historically worst decade to retire in, which is year 2000, mm -hmm. um, 2000, 2010, cause you had four down years and three down years in a row. There was about almost 40% negative over those three years. And then you had 2008, which was 40% negative. So if we can take our client's plan through a basically a whirlwind of a terrible market, low rate of return and four years where the market has just tanked and their plan is still successful. That's how I feel like our plans. That's why our plans are still successful and still on track because we are looking at, I tell every client I meet with, I want to look at worst case scenario. If the best case scenario comes through, then we're all in a good place. But if worst case happens, We've thought about it. Yeah, I, I was just reviewing an article uh, this week about, you know, where we've been over the last few years. When I was getting ready for our event and Tom confirmed it in our event that there's been like thirty five trillion dollars in market share that is just gone. That's completely gone. So you and he, he went through a list of stocks that, you know, have, have tanked and lost value and people that have lost this value. But then he, the good news was is that when you look at it over the last two years, most of that wealth was created or most of that growth was created because of the stimulus money that the government put into the market, where that money went to and how it was invested and all of that. So yeah, it's been a tough 
six months. But in reality, we're, we've kind of backed up a couple of years to where we were maybe in 2019. And not to say that it doesn't hurt a little bit, but again, I think that the strategy going forward is to really make sure you've got a plan, you know what your plan can take, what you can, what your your tolerances are as far as how far it can go down and how how you can remain successful in that plan and still hang on to that plan, you know, through this volatility. But then again, looking for the opportunities and really trying to figure out where they are next. What can you do to offset some of this? One of the great strategies we'll talk about at the beginning of the next session but it is a Roth conversion right now. So this is a great time to do that. So what I want to do is urge you all, if you're listening for the first time, if you've been listening for a long time and you just haven't called in, or maybe you've been in here before and you haven't uh, committed to doing anything, get back on the schedule, call us and and really have a, a conversation with us about how to build a plan for you, a retirement 360 game plan. That's going to look at your current plan. It's going to really let you know where you are in, in, the, in the planning process right now, where, you know, if your plan is successful right now, and then we, we'll show you how we build a portfolio to maybe give you some protection in there as well as some opportunity to move forward. So give us a call at 502-273-1188 or go to Louisville's retirementcoach.com and sign up for a visit here in the office today. So it's 502-273-1188 or Louisville's retirementcoach.com. All right, that's Alan Mercurio along with Troy Bolton. I'm James Parker. This is Retirement 360. When you crash your car, you get it fixed. When your computer crashes, you get a new one. But what will you do if you're saving for your 401k and the market crashes? Hey, it's Tony Vanetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. If you're in your 30s or 40s, you'll be just fine. But if you're in or near retirement, you could be in trouble. Lowell's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton at Mercurio Wealth Advisors are here to help. They'll create a retirement 360-degree game plan to see if you're taking too much risk. Don't let the market control you and your retirement dreams. Call 502-383-5800 today to schedule your visit with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. That's 383-5800. Crashes happen. Are you ready? Mercurio Wealth Advisors. 383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Call now to schedule a visit and get started on your Retirement 360 game plan. 502-273-1188. That's 502-273-1188. Welcome back. This is Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. They're financial advisors here to talk about money with you, and they're going to help you use this show to stack a bunch of info in your head that will get you ready for retirement and get you through retirement and uh, hopefully maintain your lifestyle and your goals. But uh, one of the big problems here that we see for savers, people who are actually doing the right thing and saving for retirement, First National Bank of Omaha says their two biggest goals are boosting their non-retirement savings and getting out of debt. What's your reaction to those, Troy? Well, my reaction always is get out of debt. Um, We always want to get out of debt as soon as possible. But I look at this as you don't want to stop your retirement savings. You're basically stealing from your future self to pay off debt now. Um, so I want to keep my retirement savings going in. I want to focus on building my retirement savings as much as possible and then focus on getting rid of debt. Yeah. I think that, you know, James, the main thing that most people have a tendency to do when the market does what it's doing right now is stop and kind of freeze. And, and, you know, I made a comment in the first segment that, I kind of reference Warren Buffett. He always says, you know, that old axiom is that be greedy when others are fearful, be fearful when others are greedy. And so as everybody around you is, is fearful, now's the time, maybe it's not being greedy, but it's just continuing. Like Troy said, just continuing on with your plan. If you're putting into your plan now, don't stop. Don't, you know, I, I agree with the, this, this uh, survey that says, you know, you need to have savings and you need to, you know, try to get out of debt and stuff like that. I agree with that. But again, if that's coming at a sacrifice of your retirement savings account, then, then you need to really sit down with an advisor and, and maybe formulize a plan that you can work with. Maybe it's not 
cutting back altogether on your retirement savings and to do these other two things. And I would have to say that in, in most cases, if you're getting close to retirement, you probably already have some savings put aside. I mean, heck, I met with a client just last week and she was embarrassed to tell me that she had $75,000 in her saving or checking account. And, you know, I, I, I never admonish anybody for, you know, having too much in savings. I, I gave up that argument a long time ago because it's whatever makes you feel safe. And for many, many years, it's not been, um, I guess it's not been in vogue for you to, to put money in a savings account because you didn't make anything. But my reaction to that is, is that it doesn't matter if it's making anything or not, it's doing its job and its job is to be liquid and be available for you. So if, if 75,000 is what makes you feel comfortable and warm and fuzzy, then maybe that's your number. But, you know, so you'd have to have a conversation with somebody to find out what that number needs to be and where you are in that, in saving that amount or getting to that level. And then, you know, again, if you do have debt, especially if you got a high interest debt, you do want to eliminate that. You want to get rid of the credit cards. You want to, maybe not the mortgage, but you definitely want to get rid of the credit cards and, and things like that, that that are slamming you for higher interest rates, especially when, you know, this inflation is starting to, you know, really eat away at your buying power. Well, those rates are kind of going up too. Aren't they expected to somewhat follow suit because the Fed keeps raising rates? They yeah. will. But- yeah, mortgage rates are over, I think, five and a half right now. So they've jumped up from two and a half on 30 year to over five and a half. So it definitely changes things. Yeah. And your savings rate will start to change too. The problem is, and again, I, we just had a meeting with a, a couple bankers a week or so ago. And, and that's one of the things they said that is that, you know, those savings rates, those CD rates and things like that are really slow to follow. You know, they even, they even talked about, and you, you really just don't hear a banker say this very often, but they even said, you know, fixed annuity rates are so much higher than than savings rates and and will continue to be higher for quite some time before savings rates even start to, you know, see any uh, ground there. But, but I still, I mean, if you can go from a half a percent to three quarters of a percent on your savings account, then that's all the better. Now that does the lady I was talking about a minute ago that said she had 75,000 in checking. The one advice I did give her was move it over to your savings account, move it over to a money market account or something that they're going to give you something on, even if it's a quarter of a percent, you want to get that money. If it's, you know, if you have to put it there in a money market account and they're going to give you, you know, a quarter to half a percent to have that there, and maybe you can only get to it once a month because you got some restrictions on that, then, you know, move something over there. Don't just let it sit there and not earn absolutely nothing. You want it to have some, some kind of growth. But just be smart with your money. And that's what we encourage all the time. And that's why we do all these events and, you know, just really trying to get that information out there so folks will learn and just kind of get the, the you know, a lot of this is common sense stuff. But, I mean, they'll learn and really start to internalize this so that they can, you know, be a little bit more uh, prepared. Yeah, we we say it's common sense, but the hard part is money's emotional. It's money, very emotional, yeah. When stuff like this going on, we get fearful. Um one thing that you said that really I mean, makes a lot of sense, obviously, to me, but when you know what that number is and that savings number, that emergency number that you need, anything over and above that, in my mind, should be invested, should be put back, whether it's guaranteeing income later on down the road or building future growth to fight against inflation that we're dealing with right now. You need to save that for the future. And that's the main thing is once that savings amount, that emergency amount, that number gets hit, let's invest the rest of it to go forward and to take care of our future self. I want to add to that just a second. I'm sorry, James, we're kind of keeping you out of this, but I'll add to that a second. But this article I read just a little while back said that Netflix is down 70% at the time that article was written. So think about that, folks. And I'm not I'm not advocating you go out and buy Netflix or anything like that. But I am saying this, just using that as an example. If you can take a stock or a, a position in some some portfolio that has been beaten down 50, 60, 70 percent, and you can buy into it now, and then you can turn around and watch that stock, maybe it drops another 10 percent. I don't know, but maybe but also maybe it goes up. 10 or 15%. How quickly can you possibly gain back some of the losses that you've had just by being smart and just being diligent? And and you you made a good point there. Stocks are so emotional. Money is so emotional. People are afraid of doing this stuff. That's why you have an advisor. That's why you have somebody that can come to you and say, hey, this is an opportunity for you to um, 
you know, maybe make some of this money back up, make some of this ground back up, but also buying at a lower point. If you, if you're still holding some of those positions that have dropped that much, you know, maybe you buy back in a little bit more, put a little bit more in there. You can lower your cost basis by doing that, which also helps your taxes later on. So a lot of good ideas, a lot of opportunity that you just don't want to get froze up in the moment of this, uh, of the market turn down and, you know, not take advantage of this. Well, look, I, I think one of the good things about these rates going up that if the interest rates on like CDs and savings accounts and, you know, annuities and stuff is going to go up, while also the interest rate on a mortgage loan, a car loan, a credit card is going to go up, this is going to incentivize saving and discourage people taking on debt. So I know it's, you know, a silver lining in a very gray cloud, but that's kind of like good news of rising interest rates. Yeah, I agree. I think that what you're going to see is folks will start to pull back a little bit. And, and again, over the last couple of years with all of the you know, free money that's been out there and how that's been used, a lot of us, you know, if you think about where we were we in 2020, we were shut down. We couldn't move anywhere. Then all of a sudden, all this money came available to us uh, you know, in the form of uh, you know, either free checks or free money into your company or what have you. And then everybody said, okay, now I can go spend it. And they start spending money and they start spending money like drunken sailors, actually, <laughs> and just going out. And, and we're still seeing it. People traveling a lot now. What's going to happen, I think what you're going to see, and again, Tom confirmed this last week or this past week, that is that we're going to start seeing consumers start to shut down. We're going to start to see them pull back a little bit. And really, as as you start to see that, I think that's when you're going to miss out on some opportunities if you're not diligent and if you're not working a plan all right you're listening to retirement 360 if you got a question for the guys alan or troy 502-273-1188 the website louisville's retirementcoach.com now with all we've just discussed in the show so far how does this affect the big question that we get on the show all the time and that y'all get in, in the office all the time can i afford to retire we're talking about market volatility inflation costs going up taxes all this other crazy stuff can i afford to retire how has the answer changed to that question yeah that's a number one part of our process that's step one is really building out our retirement 360 scorecard when we sit down with somebody during a discovery visit figure out really what they want to do in retirement what their retirement goals are and based on what they're needing their lifestyle expenses, how much money they want to spend, how much they want to travel and what they've saved. Will their, basically, will their retirement come true? Is it possible to accomplish what they want? And then once we figure out if they've saved enough, now how much risk are you taking? And right now it's easy to point out how much risk you're taking because people see that downside. Mm -hmm. People have been hit. I met with somebody last year and like I said in a previous segment, we talked about how the market has increased so much over the past two years before this year. Their goal, they said they had a pretty sizable portfolio and did pretty well over the past couple of years. But he said, we keep chugging along like this. I want to make my goal is $200,000 a year. I want to keep going up $200,000 a year. And he's more risky than the market. I said, you realize when we look at this risk profile, how much risk you're taking if the market turns you're going to lose more than the market does. Mm. Yeah, but it's going to keep going. It's going to keep going. He's gotten hit. Mm -hmm. um, he didn't come on. He wanted to stay very aggressive. We wanted to go a little bit more conservative because we want to take advantage of the market increasing over the past few years and kind of protect some of those, some of that growth. So greed does kind of set into some people. And when we have so many good years, we need to, make sure that our retirement plan is on track. And that's why we recommend coming in, going through our discovery meeting process and get receive our retirement 360 scorecard. That's really going to answer a few questions for you. Basically, have you saved enough for retirement? Are you on track? How much risk are you taking with your current plan? Do you have a plan? Do you know where that income is going to come from the first month you retire and your employer stops paying you? How much will Uncle Sam benefit from you retiring or you passing away is your estate plan set up the way you want it to that way your worldly goods go to who you want to the way you want to so give us a call at 502-273-1188 we'll go through our retirement 360 scorecards about 45 minute meeting we'll, we'll you'll sit down with one of our retirement coaches and go through our planning process and get the answer to a few of those questions 
All right, that's Troy Bolton along with Alan Mercurio from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Again, that phone number, 502-273-1188. The website, Louisville's Retirement Coach. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. Quick, who's your favorite sports team? Okay, now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year. The season's on the line type of game. Now you realize they don't have a game plan. They're just going to wing it. How do you think that's going to go? Probably not very well. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement? Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurio Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Welcome back. You're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors here. We're talking about money because they're, they're financial advisors. What else would we talk to them about? Sports. Uh, but let's, good. Yeah, we, we actually could talk about sports quite a bit. But uh, let's go through some of the, the three biggest topics that you want to cover today. Because the whole point of the show is to get the guy listening ready for retirement by giving him the financial just nuggets and tidbits and advice that he needs to make better decisions. So what are the three we're going to focus on starting now? You know, we talk about this so often and, and I think that sometimes people kind of miss the, the importance of this, but uh, the first thing in retirement that you've got to get your hands and arms around and, you know, just understand to your core is income, understanding where your income's coming from. Look, you've been working for 35, 40 years or longer, maybe, and your income drives everything that you do, whether you believe it or not, or you realize it or not, that income that you get on a monthly basis, weekly basis, however you get paid is what drives your lifestyle. And so having a a good plan around where your income is going to start from, how you're going to take that money out of your plan, you know, what consequences it has when you take the money out of your plans where that's going to uh, affect you, it all evolves around that income. So you, you definitely want to have that button down tight as part of your written plan. And, and we always advocate having a written income plan, knowing you know where it's going to start. Now, it doesn't mean it doesn't change or can't change, but this recent market downturn has, has been a really good example of the income plan because we typically will build what we call a protected asset that's in the plan that protected asset's going to be protected from market volatility in most cases is what we're talking about. And in most cases, we're using some kind of a fixed annuity or fixed indexed annuity to provide that safety and and everything. But they also have these income benefits around them. Well, a lot of folks that'll start working with us in the first couple of years, they may start taking their income from their one of their managed portfolios, one of their investment accounts. So maybe we're throwing off some dividends to them or we're just having a systematic withdrawal set up. But over the last few months, what we've been doing is going back to them and saying, you know, that that protected asset that we set in your plan to, to be protected and to always provide income for you sometime in the future. Now's time maybe you start to switch over to that asset to rely on your income and let this other one rest a little bit. You know, let it kind of take a break from with the market volatility and the withdrawals that you're taking out of it. Yeah. One way you can look at the income plan when we use, say, these fixed or fixed indexed annuities you can look at them like building your own pension. I can't tell you how many times I've either talked to my friends or people that I've met with and they say, yeah, I wish I was stuck with a company or went with a company that had a good pension. Mm-hmm. And what we're finding out from these companies that have these larger pensions, a lot of these people are wanting to take their money from them and create their own pension outside. Because what most people don't realize, let's say, one company has a really good pension around here is LG&E, mm-hmm. great pension. But if you pass away and your spouse passes away, that money's gone. And most of those lump sum pensions are over a million dollars. So it's basically if you live 
10 years, 15 years, you're not going to get that amount that you basically had in that account. So you can take that money out of that pension, create your own pension plan and guarantee you'll either get that money for the rest of your life. Or if you pass away early, your family will get that money. Yeah. And I think that's a key point is making sure that you're not leaving dollars on the table. So all of that kind of, when it was a long answer to your, your short question, James, but income is, is number one on that list. Second on that list, and this this is a either one of these could be second would be healthcare and long term care. Obviously, everybody's always concerned about healthcare cost and expenses, and what what am I going to do about healthcare? Especially if you're retiring, maybe at sixty or sixty two, and you're not eligible for Medicare yet. You're wondering, okay, now I got to kind of afford to buy health insurance, and a lot of people don't realize what that means as far as on a monthly basis, how much they can you know have to plan for that. The third thing that could come in a close second is taxes on, on mm-hmm. your, your withdrawals for your income. So, so let's talk about healthcare for just a second, long-term care. Forget the survey that was done by Fidelity about three years ago. And I think they've updated it since is they say that the average couple at 65 years old will spend the last number I saw was around $300,000 over their lifetime from 65 over their lifetime in just healthcare expenses. So you have to have a plan for that. You have to know that you you have some type of coverage or some type of a plan that's going to come in and at least provide some of that money in some form or fashion. And that number did not include long-term care expenses. Yeah. One of the key things you hit on there, if you retire before Medicare, what your health care expenses could cost or your health insurance if you don't, if you're not able to carry it on through your company. But even with Medicare, I had a client, I think it was last year where she's planning on retiring next year. And I wanted her to sit down with our Medicare person just to kind of review. I have the numbers in my head, what average Medicare supplements cost and um, part B and all that. So after she met with my Medicare person, she actually came back. She's like, whoa, I'm going to have to pay a ton in Medicare because my income's so high, because her income is so much higher over the past two years she's going to basically almost have to pay double the Medicare premium. And so many people don't realize that. No, and that's something we were looking at. That way we know ahead of time and we can plan for that within her plan. Now, after she retires, the following year, she can basically get a hold of Medicare Social Security Department and get that lowered when she's able to prove that her income's not that high anymore. But if she was surprised with that, basically day one of her retirement, That'd be a big hit. And um, I guarantee I'd get a nasty phone call. Yeah, I think that those are the things that you got to you got to start to look at and understand that when you are building out your plan, you kind of have to have a plan for that plan, I guess, is just making sure that you understand what those little potholes are that are out there that you can, you know, step in or fall into and that can hurt. Well, you have to make sure that anytime we talk about a plan, This is not something that you receive, you throw in your nightstand and you never look at it again. Our plans are continuously changing. Every time we review, we're doing a tactical and strategic review meeting to make sure based on what's happening in the market, what do we need to do now to put you in a better situation in the future? Do we need to do something with taxes? Do we need to possibly look at Roth conversions or do something like that to try to put you in a better situation in the future? So we're always trying to update that plan and make sure it's going to benefit you as much as possible. Well, y'all use different terms here. Uh, there's healthcare and long-term care. Why do you differentiate the two? Why doesn't it all go under the healthcare umbrella? Well, it is all kind of under the same umbrella, but it's just like investments. You can't put every investment in the same category. Everything's going to be a little bit different. Healthcare expenses are going to be, you know, what your hospital expenses, your doctor's expenses. Things happen that on a yearly basis that you you need to have either some kind of care for or some kind of plan for as to how it gets paid for. Um, because it, it, you know, we typically and you know, in our country, we have some type of access to regular health insurance, whether it be through provided through your employer, or if you're a business owner, you bought it for yourself, or you maybe you're an individual out there as a freelance person that you had to buy your own health care costs or coverage or what have you. That's going to take up the or, or pay for those really catastrophic events in most cases. Um, that Now, the long term care is something that we really have to build into the plan to make sure that you 
you know, that it's not going to completely gut your plan if something happens to you or your spouse. If you end up, your spouse has a stroke, for instance, and ends up in the nursing home for a period of time. Um, you know, that if you're there, I mean, the national average is two and a half years. The, the rate here in Louisville, Kentucky for a private room, I think it's, no, I'll take it back. I think it's a semi-private room is around $7,000 a month now. So you can imagine if you're sitting in a nursing home for the average of two and a half years, so you're there for, you know, 24 months or, or longer, and it's, and you're, you're paying six, seven thousand, eight thousand dollars out a month, that can, can get your plan. You. Yeah, it can really, it can bust up a, even the best designed retirement plan. So we always want to talk about it and, you know, provide some counseling on it. Now, not everybody's going to buy long-term care insurance. And we know that that's, you know, that's not the only answer out there, but not talking about it would be just totally irresponsible on our part. You mean Medicare doesn't cover everything? No, <laughs> <laughs> right. no and you're, you know, we kind of joke about that, but You'd be surprised how many people are listening right now that think that Medicare is going to cover that. Um, so, you know, I, it, if you only know, it were that easy, right? Right. If it were that easy, then it'd be great. But, you know, there are so many things that are different from financial planning or investment planning to retirement planning. Retirement mm-hmm. planning is you step over that imaginary line at 65 or 62 or 67, whatever your number is, and you step over that line into this thing called retirement. And you think the game's over. This is the end of the end of the road. This is halftime, folks. This is where you got to really game up and make sure that you get through the second half of life. And hopefully you build it so that your retirement plan and your retirement is going to be just what you wanted it to be. So if you haven't went through a process to do that, Troy and I have fine-tuned a process over the last 10, 15 years that's called the Retirement 360 Game Plan. The Retirement 360 Game Plan looks at everything that we can possibly think of in your retirement plan and help you understand exactly what you need to look at building your plan. The first step of it is what's called the Retirement 360 Scorecard. That's where we actually look at your plan. We put it into our programming that we have here and determine, you know, based on your current investments, based on your current lifestyle, based on average inflation and rates of return, is your plan going to be successful? And then we give you a probability score. Maybe that score is 50%. Maybe it's 100%. I don't know what it's going to be for you, but we'll, we put that in together for you and we show you that that report. Once we've had that developed, then we start looking at a little bit deeper into the process. We look at an income plan. We look at a, we show you how we would build a portfolio to kind of give you some protection and some, some safety measures in there as well. And then look at a tax plan and a state plan. All of this is part of the Retirement 360 game plan. If you'd like to have one for yourself, give us a call, 502-273-1188, and we'll sit down with you to go through the process with you. It's very painless. You'll sit down with me or one of the advisors here, me or Troy, one of the advisors here, and we'll actually build this plan for you at absolutely no cost. All right, that's uh, Alan Mercurio along with Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors. The phone number, 502-273-1188, the website, is Louisville's retirementcoach.com. We'll be right back with more Retirement 360. Quick, who's your favorite sports team? Okay, now imagine they're playing in the most important game of the year, the season's on the line type of game. Now you realize they don't have a game plan. They're just going to wing it. How do you think that's going to go? Probably not very well. Are you doing the same thing when it comes to retirement? Are you hoping things will go well? Well, hey, this is Tony Finetti for Mercurial Wealth Advisors. Set yourself up for success by getting a retirement 360-degree game plan from Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. They'll help you think through your taxes, income, estate planning, and much, much more. When you're done, you'll have a customized retirement 360-degree game plan that you can be confident in. Schedule your visit now with Louisville's retirement coaches, Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton. Mercurio Wealth Advisors, 502-383-5800. 502-383-5800. Investment advisory services offered through Mercurio Wealth Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance and annuities offered through Mercurio Insurance Services. Hey there, you're listening to Retirement 360. I have Alan Mercurio and Troy Bolton from Mercurio Wealth Advisors in studio. If you have a question for the show or you want to contact him at the office, 502-273-1188. The website is louisvillesretirementcoach.com. Now, as we go into the last segment of the show, we usually like to you know, turn down the heat and have a little more fun 
with the final segment here. We're going to play a game of Would You Rather. Now, Alan and I have played this before, but Troy, you've you've never done a Would You Rather before? No, not on there. All right. So, Al- <laughs> right. Alan, let's give him a, a sample okay. here. All right. So, Alan, would you rather have unlimited pasta for life or unlimited tacos for life? Ooh. That's a cheat question because his a, wife doesn't let him eat pasta. Is, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm probably going to. I, I think I'd have to go with the pasta because I, you know, I haven't had pasta. You've been probably, deprived for so I long. Had pasta <laughs> in like four years. So, I mean, I, it's, it's your like wife's a, not listening, is she? She didn't. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I think that that's an easy one for me. Just pasta. So I'm gonna. I'd probably get tired of it see, after a while. Though. See, now I'm leaning towards tacos because Taco. of the, the variety. You could have chicken tacos, regular beef tacos, fish tacos. If I'm allowed uh, to go across the whole world of tacos. There's quite a bit of variety there. I mean, you could say something similar for pasta because fettuccine Alfredo yeah, and meatball Parmesan isn't necessarily the same thing, but I lean tacos. Now that you have the example here, Troy, what would you rather have unlimited pasta or unlimited tacos for the rest of your life? I'm a taco guy. I'm kind of the same way as you. You can throw almost anything in a tortilla and it's a taco. You can have breakfast tacos, lunch tacos. I mean, Forrest Gump's popping up in my head with all the different types of shrimp. <laughs> right. No, I'm definitely a taco guy. All right. So now uh, we take the would you rather and we do some financial questions here. So let's start with Alan again. Would you rather spend your retirement living in your current home or would you rather move to a retirement community? You know, I think what I would probably do would probably move to retirement community. And that's and I'll kind of explain this. About three years ago, we moved from our home of 23 plus years, I guess, out in Shelby County, which we were out in more of a rural county back into Louisville, into a home that is, it's a great house, actually much bigger than what we needed when we bought it, but we, it was in the area that we wanted. And after being there for two or three years, you know, I still like the house and like the neighborhood, like the proximity of where it's at and everything. But, you know, I think that the retirement community, because of all of the activities that you, that most of them come with, as far as the amenities that you're going to have, would just probably fit our lifestyle probably better where we would have some, uh, you know, some folks there. And a lot of these retirement communities also now allow you to kind of age in place. So they might have some healthcare facilities built into them so that, you know, it doesn't feel like you're going into a nursing home or assisted living or anything, but you're going into somewhere that if something happens to you or your spouse, you're going to have maybe a little bit better access or a little bit quicker access to somewhere. And that's what I think most of these retirement communities are starting to build towards. So that's my answer. Probably. Troy? Uh, I think I lean exactly where Alan's at here recently within the past year, we moved to a neighborhood that has a lot of the amenities like Alan. It has the pool. It has the fun stuff in the neighborhood. But me thinking 20 something years down the road where kids are out, it's just me and the wife. We're done working. I don't want to take care of the yard. I don't want to do all that. Yeah. One of the biggest, I would say hurdles that I see people having in retirement is having that community, having that social network when they leave work. They've worked with these people for 10, 15, maybe 20 years. So once you retire, yeah, you can keep in contact kind of like I do with all my high school friends on Facebook. You see what they're doing every now and then. But are you actually involved? Are you doing things? That's the hardest part in retirement is keeping contact and keeping that group, keeping your mind sharp, really. Keeping yourself busy. Yeah. Yeah, finding activities that you want to do that's, fun and keeps you going. So that's really what I'd want to do is have that community that we're all having fun. And it's like a, it's like a spring break. Well, and I know that we talk about this a lot on the show and, or we've said it a lot in the past is that we spend a great deal of our time meeting with somebody when we're going through our retirement 360 game plan with them. We spend a lot of time talking about what are you going to do with the extra 2,080 hours a year that you have now that you're going to retire. If you work full time, 40 hours a week, you know, you're, that's what you're, you're getting ready to get back in time. So, you know, the money part of it, the planning, the strategy and everything that's, it's super important to make sure you get it done. But if you don't have a plan for that time, like Troy said, a lot of times you'll go into retirement with no real purpose. So I think that the, the retirement community, I know this is a fun game and I just turned it serious, but the, the retirement community makes good sense for everything that Troy just said as far as just building that community and keeping that uh, association with people your own age and keep it all going. See, my grandmother was in a, an assisted living facility and it, I was surprised when I would go visit her that, you know, the first time I went, wasn't nearly as bad as it sounds. Cause I'm, I had a great grandmother that was in a, a nursing home 
Mm-hmm. Totally yeah. different. My grandmother basically lived in a condo that had a cafeteria downstairs. Right. It is, is what the assisted living facility was. It was fantastic. In fact, I wish they had made facilities like that for someone in their 40s because I would move in there right now. You know how nice that is? Yeah. I mean, a lot of them have changed like that, too. I mean, when there's uh, over the last 10 years, I've just seen a major change just from being with clients and helping them work through you know strategies as to set up their retirement plan. I mean, some of these places have happy hour every day and you get, you go in and you get, you know, you're, of course, everybody's eating dinner at four o'clock or whatever. So happy, happy hours at three, happy hours at three. <laughs> so, so, but I mean, still, you, I think the key thing is that association with people and staying involved and keeping your mind active. All right. So that was a good one. Living in your current home or retirement community. Let's do another. Would you rather, would you rather be renting a house in retirement or be a landlord? So, you know, would you rather pay rent or someone else or have someone paying rent to you. Is that to me or to Troy? Let's start with Troy this time. Well, if you're asking me if I'd rather receive money than pay money, I would always rather have a, a, a second source of income or a third source of income. The thing you got to ask yourself here is, and myself, depending on what age I am, do I want to handle the management of that property? Because being a landlord, it's work. If somebody calls you at 10, 12 at night, the AC's out, you got to get that fixed, whether it's you yourself or you got a guy or a person that's going to do it for you. What I tell people that have a lot of properties, you might get to a certain point where it makes sense to have a property manager. Yeah, they're going to take a little bit of the revenue that you have or the rent coming in, but you can kind of look at it. Is your time worth it to pay them that five, 10 percent, whatever it costs so you can have that freedom? So if you're asking me if I'd rather receive rent, be a landlord. I'd rather be a landlord. That way I have extra income coming in to fund my lifestyle. Alan. Yeah. You're, you're talking to two income guys here. So you're going to, that's, that may be a kind of a loaded question, but we would, I think I would be on the same side as Troy is that we always want to create assets that are going to create income. Now in real estate specifically, you can own the house and you can be the manager and you can do all of the maintenance and all of that and create the income from that. Or you can buy an investment that does that similar thing for you that you're maybe doing a lot less of that maintenance stuff and you're just investing money that's returning money back to you. But you always want to create an asset that's going to create income back into your household, back into your personal economy is what we call it. Just how's that? How do we get that money coming back in? Instead of us just always paying out to somebody else, we want to have that income coming back to us if we can. Now, that doesn't mean that everybody listening needs to become a landlord. Because as Troy said, if you're in that business, if you're maintaining property and you're you're doing all the stuff that that entails, some personalities are not built for that. My wife and I are a good example of that. We're not good residential landlords, but we found out that we're pretty good commercial property landlords. So dealing with a company, I can feel pretty confident of how you know, a company's going to pay and I have specific remedies if they don't and things like that. Whereas in residential real estate, it's not going to be the same. So you just have to have a little bit harder shell, I guess, to look to, to live in that residential real estate world. Now there's probably some people out there listening to me that are disagreeing with me, but that's just been my personal experience. But yeah, I think that I'd always rather have that income coming in than flowing out. All right. We got time for one more. Would you rather have low interest rates or high interest rates when you're living off your income in retirement? We're going from the low interest rate world to the high interest rate world. Which one would you prefer in retirement? That's a tricky one because most people would say, oh gosh, I'd rather have high interest rates than low interest rates going into retirement, right? But the problem that most people don't connect or the thing that they don't connect with higher interest rates is inflation and interest rates typically run parallel your inflation is typically going to be as high as your current interest rates one way or the other. So you're typically going to have that same kind of a connection. So if you go back and look at the late seventies, early eighties, you know, everybody talks about that as, Oh my gosh, interest rates were 17, 18%. What they forget was inflation was 14, 15% during that time. So I think what you're going to see, you know, right now as we're starting to, we got this high inflation right now. You're starting to see interest rates rise with that. And you're going to, at some point, inflation will come under control, but it's still going to remain 
close to whatever that interest rate is. So my personal preference would be to have the lower interest rates going into retirement. I know that hurts you from a return on your safe investments, but you can typically make that back up in some other type of account. Troy? Let's see if, it, see if the banker agrees with me. I'm going to go contrary to what Alan said. Okay. No, I agree with what he said, but um, when we're looking at building income plans, when you're looking at, let's say your money for year one through five, you need that money pretty safe. You pretty much need to guarantee that that's not going to go anywhere. Right now with low interest rates, it's hard to get any growth on that money. So with higher interest rates, you can set less money aside because you have higher interest rates and still guarantee that money over that one to five years. That way you can still take a little bit more risk on assets for the bucket six through 10 and so on. But for the early retirement income, higher interest rates do benefit the saver. All right. That's going to about do it for this uh, game of would you rather. I see you guys have some events coming up on the website always. Who needs to go to one of your events and why? I think anybody that's getting closer to retirement, you know, within the next five to six, seven years or something like that, they definitely can benefit by going to the to the events because it's going to give you a baseline of what you need to start looking for. If you've just retired or been retired for four or five years, I think you too also benefit by going to one of our events just simply because we're going to bring up things most of the time that you haven't heard of before, that you haven't talked to anybody about before. And, and I think that that's what we provide. It's a little bit more unique than some of the advisors out there. So if you're interested in one of those events, give us a call 502-273-1188 or go to LobelsRetirementCoach.com. All right, that's Alan Mercurio along with Troy Bolton. We'll see you again next week on Retirement 360. By contacting us, we'll review aspects of your retirement portfolio to include suggestions on how to best utilize stocks, bonds, life insurance, annuities, and other financial products, or if changing management styles is appropriate for your specific needs and objectives. Donald Allen Mercurio and Troy Bolton are investment advisor representatives of Mercurio Wealth Advisors, a registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments can fluctuate and when redeemed may be worth more or less than when originally invested. Any client experiences discussed during the show are unique to that client. They are not meant to imply or suggest you will experience the same results. Mercurial Wealth Advisors is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any governmental agency and does not provide tax or legal advice. Please consult your attorney, accountant, and or tax advisor for advice concerning your particular circumstances. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. Insurance licensed in Kentucky and Indiana.